Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another edition of GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. Uh, what I did when I walked in here, I grabbed my coffee, I, uh, I, I stretched out a little bit, and then I took the elevator to the top floor of the GDP Radio Megaplex. And you know what I got to do? I got to do the holler out for Crystal. So I went up top to the roof. I climbed up to the tallest part of the tallest building in all of Raleigh, and I put out the DDPY radio signal over the skies of the Great White North, and then a beam of light forced its way through the clouds, through the sky, and flew all the way here to Raleigh, North Carolina, which meant that our beams have been connected. We are ready to broadcast the world. So, Crystal Stewart, connect me, GDP Radio, live right here. we got a hell of a show tonight. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm always waiting to see how ridiculous these – intros can get you always <laughs> pop yourself so it's good well uh, <laughs> i'm good that don't don't put that challenge out there so i just want to address real quick last week um we were gracious yes. and had sam uh Avram come on the show and as yep. i'm in the middle of talking to him our alarms go off all of them and so i kind of like poked my head out and asked katie i'm like should we leave or is it just like a, a false and then everyone's evacuating in our building. So we're all, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave the show running and let Crystal take over the job. Um, so we were evacuated for like an hour outside, like missed the entire rest of the show. And I never was able, because all my stuff was upstairs keeping the show running, so I wasn't able to check in with anybody or say hello. So we left the show last week with people just assuming that I perished in a blaze or something. So I wanted to apologize for never coming back on. I, I tried to do a quick update video, but we were out there for quite a long time. And, and Crystal, I got to commend you um, for just being adaptable and, and taking the reins like that. It was kind of spur of the moment, wasn't expecting it. Um, but I am safe, and uh, I heard uh, the show after I left, and, and you did a great job kind of picking up the pieces. Oh, thank you. Um, so great job. I appreciate that. Oh, but, thank you. You know what? Mike, Sam was very gracious as well. So He was, and, and I thank him for that, too. Um, we're going to have him on again uh, sometime soon to, uh, to finish up and do a proper interview without all the chaos and stuff. But um, Mike Mullins is no longer here, so I'm now going to be known as the DDP Radio Phantom. Like, uh, I'm going to wear a black mask <laughs> and a cape, and I'm going I'm to attach Sting 
1992 and, and, and figure it out. But, all right, here's the thing. We have another awesome guest here tonight. We've had him on the show uh, quite a few times before. He's he's a regular, and, and he's a guy who's been with the company for, for a while in some incarnation or another. He started around the same time, GDPY, uh, as me, I believe. We're, we're kind of in that class of people before the Arthur um, video hit. And, and i got to tell you, there's three things I love in this world. A, Michael P.S. Hayes. B, people comedically falling on ice. And three, Pat McDermott. So, Crystal, oh. I'm going to let you do the intro and, uh, and, and officially bring him on the show. So, uh, let's do this. Um, I really didn't prepare anything for tonight um, because, really, our guest needs no introduction. He is... Um, one of our coworkers, and more importantly, he's a friend, and he's wonderful, and we love him, and I can't say enough good things about him. So please welcome back to the show my friend, our friend, everyone's friend, Pat McDermott. Oh, man, thank you guys so much for that intro. It's great to be <laughs> back here. I haven't uh, caught up with you guys in a while, so... Uh, we definitely got some awesome things to catch up on over the last few years. I think the last time I was on the show was probably before I, I actually ended up working for DDP Yoga. Um, yeah. So <laughs> there's some cool stories there. Uh, you guys just let me know what you want me to get into, and I'm more than happy to do it. Well, absolutely. And and if you guys want to listen to the Pat McDermott uh, origin story, if you will, there's episodes about that. There's, there's literature on the website. So we've covered that a million times. So we're going to try to go forward and see what you've been up to lately, see what uh, the, the journey that brought you to, uh, to the PC for a while and just all the craziness. You know, you had, you've had a kid, you got married. It's like, it's, man, it's, it's all I know. for, uh, for the Pat McGee. So, uh, so, so catch us up since last time you talked to us. So talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, so how last... you got that call. Sure. Yeah. So the last time I was on the show, um, I want to say it was before the second summit and, uh, I was teaching, I just gotten certified in November of 17 and I was teaching at my old wrestling school. So I was driving about 90 minutes to teach a class there from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. And I was driving another hour to teach classes at my cousin's gym um, where I lived in New Jersey. It was about an hour out of the way from where I worked. And uh, I was just grinding, man. And um, I, w- I went on what uh, our buddy Farron calls the DDPY um, world tour where I think it was that year or it was the year right before Dallas did like – four workshops on the East coast. And I was like right at the point of getting certified. So I just kept going to them so I could learn more and more. And there's, as you know, there's no better way than to study under the master. Right. So um, I ended up kind of falling into this place where I had been certified. I started teaching at the wrestling school and what was really passionate or passion filled to me was being able to teach all these, wrestlers because uh you know mike just like you you know i I trained to wrestle i'd been involved in in wrestling quite a bit and i ended up hurting my back which oddly enough led me to this years later after i said hey i'm just gonna sit around eat chinese food and watch gi joe for far too long and one day i decided to take control of my life but anyway um i i remember i after the second summit i came home uh or i came up here to where i live now uh with my wife and i had to drive back to new jersey And on the way, I was supposed to teach a class at that wrestling school. And I got caught in, like, one of the weirdest, like, flash blizzards I'd ever seen in my life. 
where all of a sudden there were five cars piled up. There was a giant Mack truck behind me. And uh, so I, I was able to stop. The Mack truck went off the side of the road. And this car, who actually lived literally 15 minutes away from me, hit me three hours away from Ooh. my house somehow, going the same way. Um, so it was the first time I'd ever been in a car accident. So I was shaken up. I got hit from the backside of the car. The whole backside was fried. The cell reception was completely down. And I just said, great, like, what am I going to do with this spotty cell service? We're in the middle of a blizzard. And uh, it kind of put me at a point where I was at, I had control of so much that was going on in my life. And all of a sudden I had this lack of control, right? Like this was the vehicle that would take me to work. It would take me, you know, to my, my fiance's at the time, now my wife's. It would take me uh, to Pennsylvania to teach, to, to different places in Jersey. So all of a sudden I had to have that car towed and worked on up here well, I rented a car and drove back down to New Jersey, and then I was back to, like, renting cars or using my folks' car, and it felt like very much in the beginning when I started this journey, I had no car, and I had to build my life back up, and it was very much like a refresher of how quickly, like, that control can kind of disappear, and, what, and how do you recover from that, and it was it was challenging, but I was getting it done. And then it was the weirdest thing. It was probably one of the most challenging weeks of my life, and I always – I worked Sunday through Thursday, and then Thursday night into Friday, I would have off and drive up to teach class and then drive to uh, my wife's. And so Thursday night, I'm finally about to go to sleep. I'm watching Raw maybe in the background, and my phone rings, and it's Steve Yu, right? And uh, Steve goes, hey, Pat, have you ever considered working for us? And, yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> um, and uh, so it was like the most unbelievable call to me to happen at night. And he's like, you know, well, well, Dallas is going to call you tomorrow. I just wanted to put some feelers out there and see what you would think about working with us. And uh, I said, okay. I was like kind of in, you know, I was in shock and disbelief kind of, because I had just been down there two weeks prior. And uh, <laughs> so I wake up the next day and I'm like, checking my phone. I said, did Steve, you really call me last night? Or did I just imagine that? Like <laughs> what happened? Right. And, and it got, so um, it was probably about like three or four in the afternoon and Dallas had not called yet. And I just kept checking. I'm like, I know Steve called me. Like I know it's, it, oh, it's here in my history. Definitely. He did. And uh, so finally I'm driving up to go teach a class at the uh, wrestling school. And of course, I, I talked to my wife first, and she was like, "Like this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You have to go. Because we were planning on me moving up here and getting married and all of that. And, you know, we put that on hold so that we could do this. Um, and uh, halfway up that, that drive, Dallas calls me. He's like, yo, Patty, quit your job. You work for me now, you know? <laughs> it was just like this uh this crazy conversation because mike much like much like you like i was in this program doing the dvds before there was a pc and i was like i'm gonna go manage the building that that basically all the workouts now come out of that the company um exists out of and it was a big huge freaking overwhelming idea in my head as i drove an hour and a half up to what would be my second to last class in Pennsylvania. And so 
my wrestling trainer, um, I called him on the way up and I, I kind of wanted to like no sell him, but I kind of, or no sell it and kind of give him like, you know, I, I give him like an ominous thing. So I was like, Hey bro. I said, uh, I got some news when I come up there, but I, I can't tell you till I get there. And he's like, well, okay. And he's like, is it good news or bad news? And I was like, oh, it's both, man. It's both. So <laughs> I get there and, and we're, you know, we're starting to build this following up there, especially um, we're starting to get some of the wrestling fans to come out and work out with us too. And, uh, and we were doing like uh, ring training seminars and DDP yoga seminars and everything was kind of like meshing together. And so I got up there and he goes, so what's this big news? I said, you're going to want to sit down. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he's known me. He's trained me to wrestle since like 2003. We've gone back. And uh, so I go, dude, uh, so the bad news is I'm not going to be able to teach classes anymore. And he's like, all right, well, what could the good news possibly be? I was like, well, because Diamond Dallas Page hired me to run the performance center. And he like popped out of his chair and gave me the biggest hug. He was like, you, you're <laughs> kidding, right? I was like, I was like, I got the phone calls to prove it. <laughs> so, um, so it was that. So then my car, the only thing that held me up was my car took extra long to get um, fixed. And Dallas was like, I need you down here in a week if possible, because, you know, we wanted to make sure I could train to, to get the, the best of everything under my belt and, you know, um, make sure I could run things efficiently and, so <laughs> I went to my, my boss at my job at the time, and uh, I called him on the way back actually first, and I said, hey, um, I need you to come into work today. And I, I was at a job where, I, you know, I, I did love what I did. Um, I was working organic foods. I was running these small independent stores. And so he was like, oh, I, I can't come in today. Can you just text me what it is? I'm like, are you sure you want it that way? He goes, yeah, I'm really busy. I said, okay, well, Diamond Dallas Page hired me to work and, and run a performance center, and I quit in a week. Bye. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he called me up, and he's like, wait, so I have to replace you? And I was like, well, yeah. And uh, he, he sounded, like, so sued and mad, and I was, like, dreading kind of going into work the next day. And, and so I came in the next day, and he's sitting in there in the office, and he goes, so DDP really hired you. And you're moving. And I go, yeah. He goes, dude, I just got to tell you, that's the coolest effing thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love it. So I took the – Sorry, uh, man. I didn't mean to run. Oh, no. It's all good, bro. Um, so then I, I had to rent another rental car. I packed it up with all of my earthly belongings in, in little Vernon, New Jersey that I had and uh, drove them all the way up here to get my fixed car. So that I could then drive 16 hours straight to uh, Smyrna. And uh, it was like just this, again, it was still like, I was still in awe, right? Like it didn't all set in yet. Um, but that was like the, one of the craziest weeks I've ever experienced. And, and driving down there, just like thinking about all the times that I'd come down to the performance center or I'd gone to all these um, these workshops, it was just like, this really surreal feeling. Um, but yeah, that's, that was the story of the move down there. And it became even more awesome once I, you know, once I really kind of got acclimated to 
to the job. And like there were circumstances that I obviously I couldn't have foreseen. Like I never thought I'd lead a workout for Jake or for uh, when we had Raven down there for a while, I was leading workouts with Raven and um, then some, some uh, former NFL stars as well. And it was like, it was it was mind blowing every day to work at the performance center in the best way possible. Like there were times like and I'm sure everyone's seen the videos where like Seamus and the and Finley and Finley's family came down and it was like, you know, Dallas is like, There's a surprise that's gonna be coming in today and everyone's like, What does that mean? What does that mean? And you know, now it's no longer a surprise, the videos are up and everything. But like Seamus walked in and we all popped and then Finley walked in. I'm like, Oh man, cause I'm such a fit Finley Mark. So, <laughs> uh, especially being an Irishman. So for me, it was, it was, it was super cool to meet them and, uh, chic and, Oh my gosh, there were like a bunch of the NXT guys came down. Um, and all these, you know, these amazing circumstances that would come at working at the PC and what was really cool is we built, you know, and and I have to, of course, give props to to Hayden who did it before before I came down there. You know, he he built a lot of the structure and built the community, and and we had such um, an, an amazing uh, relationship with the people who came in day to day to take their classes, and and you really got to know people and. Uh, one of my favorite things was literally once people got to know you as an instructor, um, not just teaching the class, which is amazing, but the fact that like, you know, people come up to you after the class and they really want to talk to you. They want to, you know, talk to you about things that are going on in their lives or how the programs help them. Um, you know, you really get to work with people one-on-one and get to know them one-on-one. Um, like we had a lot of people who would start, for example, with um, with the chair, right? Like the the rebuild, and we start we developed a class where Garrett and I would teach um, to people who are sitting in the chair and standing alongside the chair at the same time, and it was a half hour rebuild class. And we had people come in there, and they would start just sitting in the chair, and I and we would tell them, you know what? even if you want to sit off to the side and watch the class this time, you know, if you don't feel comfortable getting into it yet, just watch what people are doing. And, and then they'd say by the end, well, I could do that and I can do this and I could, yeah, just grab a chair and join us. And, you know, and the great thing was uh, if I was teaching in the chair or Garrett was teaching stand assistant with the chair or whichever, we had two people modifying the different positions. So we had people actually moving around, like let's say they could squat without the chair but they needed the chair to do, let's say, like their lunges. So they just go back and forth. Um, and it's super cool to see people go from sitting in the chair to standing with the chair to eventually they might have a chair by their side, but they don't need it. I had um, I had a, a guy who came in and he started taking classes with us, and he started with the chair alongside him. And three months later, he was in my sweating and swearing class, which I don't wish upon anybody sometimes, depending on my <laughs> mood that day. Um, but he, he, uh, he had knee issues. And by the end of the class, the sweating and swearing, he came up to me and he's like, 
you know, I really don't feel any, any issues in my knee anymore. I said, dude, like, give yourself some credit too. Like you came in here three months ago, you needed a chair. Like you needed a chair for your balance. I said, you just took a sweating and swearing class and I'm pretty sure we did a 20 count push up in there. So I'm like, you got to give yourself some props, brother. Cause if you're hanging in that, in those, like the sweating and swearing, those extreme classes, then obviously like your body has changed, you know? It must be uh, really uh, awesome to see that in real time, too, because you see, you know, every Mm -hmm. fitness company in the world has a bunch of billboards with before and after pages. But one thing, if you, I always say, go back to the Team GDPY site, um, that that the social media thing that started it all, and you look up someone like Arthur, and you see his real time Mm -hmm. transformation, you know, evolve on the on a page with videos and pictures and photos. And I, I've had a ton of people look at DDPY stuff and says that's not real, that's photoshopped or whatever. But then you just present them. You know these people. You work with them on a daily basis. You watch the transformation, and, and it, it's almost like magic before your eyes. You know, and it was something that um, a couple of the the, the locals would say uh, that really like stuck out because I've. I always feel like I've never reached where I want to be yet. I'm always working on improving something and people like they get on the journey with you. And they would tell that to Garrett and I a lot. Like we like you as a fitness instructor because we're on the journey with you like that. I I don't think that's something that's really uh, explored enough because most, most of the time when you see an instructor, you know, um, like if you go to like Beachbody or programs like that, they're very chiseled instructors, and you you can't you can't relate on that level. If that uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And it's yeah. like you you, you know they where they pay. Yeah, exactly, and and that's you know, um, so if you if you started like for example, when I first started, one of the most challenging things without lowering to a knee for me was twisting lunge, right? Like that was just, I, my body had never moved like that before. And it may sound easy for a lot of people, but I had to lower to a knee for probably the first month. And then I started realizing, okay, I can take that back leg up a little bit now and a little bit more and a little bit more. And that's what um, I think was great about teaching the classes from, from that perspective of having been through it, you know, and you remember the stages that you were at at particular points while doing this workout. And it makes it a lot, um, it makes it relatable, number one, but it makes it a lot easier to teach to that level because that was you at one time. So, and that's, that's one thing I really, that's why I'm so passionate about the certification. Like, you know, anyone can do this. Anyone who does this program can learn the certification. You know, you, you, um, you, the certification part, too, I remember I always say this, and I use, uh, I call him Big Red, Jason Richards, who's awesome. He goes to all the DDPY retreats and everything like that. You know, Jason mm-hmm. was a big guy and, and, you know, is a big a bigger guy, and he's been doing DDPY forever. And DDPY is a different kind of workout. So, you know, yeah. I remember watching early on uh, RVD getting blown up. You know, RVD's in this crazy shape, and he goes to the MMA gym, gets blown up on those videos with Dallas dying. Like, I can't believe it. I remember one of the first years, uh, you know, uh, we had uh, some some of the boys, Dustin Rhodes and, and Jericho, come through those workouts uh, at the um, at the retreat. And in the front row is Jason Richards, 
and he's like a regular <laughs> guy, awesome. a, a big guy. And then there's Chris Jericho right next to him. And there was a point where Jericho hadn't been doing it in a while, and he's kind of blown up, and he's like, you know, doing a, a couple, uh, you know, uh, uh, putting a knee down or what have you. And Jason had been doing it for a while, and he's been he, – he crushed the whole workout. And here's a guy that's a regular yeah. guy, you know, an average guy. You know, we all have a little bit of weight to lose. You know, he's been doing this forever. And then he's doing this next to an extreme workout, next to an extreme athlete at the top of his game, Chris Jericho. And they're side by side. And at points, Jericho's dropping off because DDP is one, lies one of those workouts that you can perfect and you can get good at wherever you're at. You may not be where you want mm-hmm. to be, but where you're at, you can get to the workout. It uses different muscles. It uses different positions. So once you master that, it's not something that you, you can't crush unless you're like a fitness model or something like that. It's a different kind of um, approach to working out. And I always loved that, that at these retreats and stuff, you'd see, you know, a regular guy, uh, a lot of weight to lose next to somebody who's in the NFL and they're sitting together side by side doing the same workout. I mean, that's pretty special. Absolutely. And, and what's, what, what, the other thing I think that's special about this workout is the community and how it becomes like a family. Right. Um, and yeah. like, I could tell you when I, when I moved back up here and I'll get into that whole story in a second, that's a whole different thing. Um, but, uh, I was teaching at a, a very small gym up here and I only had like a few clients and I was planning on obviously getting, getting things to get bigger over time. And then, you know, all the stuff that happened in 2020, well that happened and kind of blew everything away. But um, for, I met two people, one would drive an hour to my class, um, you know, sight unseen, just that he knew it was a DDP yoga class. And the other was the gym owner's sister. And so when I came, when I first came up here, I was trying to find places to teach. And it's, it's interesting to me that like in an area, in certain areas, DDPY is not as known as I feel it should be. Cause it's like, you know, it's the coolest thing in the world to me. I think everybody should know about it. So, but in central New York here, not so much. So I cold emailed a couple of different gyms, but the first one was just, random and it was an aerial yoga studio. And I said, what the heck? Right. And, uh, so I emailed and she emailed me back like two minutes later. She goes, wait a second, you teach DDP yoga. She's like, I just bought the DVDs for my sister. And she goes, I've been trying to find somebody who could teach it. And she's like an email. I wrote her. I told her I, I worked, you know, for DDPY. And she's like, you work for the creator of the program? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what in the heck are you doing up here? And uh, so her her sister, her name's Betty, and it's so cool. So she came into the class, and she has been through the ringer on every, you know, like every weight loss program that promises you something and doesn't deliver anything. Like, we've all been there, right? And uh, so she came in, and she was – not too happy about it because it was just, you know, another thing that was destined to fail, you know, that she'd been used to before, but her sister convinced her to try it. And within three classes, you know, at first she was trying to do everything without modifications. And I was like, no, we'll use a chair. No, let's try this and let's try this. So I said, you know what, next class, I want you to come in an hour early and you and I will work exclusively with the chair. We're not going to do a workout. I'm just going to show you what, you know, what modifications to go to and when. And then that day, that workout, 
she used the chair for any modification she needed and didn't use it for any of the ones that she didn't. At the end of the class, she was the happiest person in the class. And I had never seen her smile for like two or three classes in a row. And uh, all of a sudden, she was like, she kept sticking with it. She would go home and do her rebuild workouts. Um, and then she subscribed to the app. And then she said, you know what, I really want to go to the performance center one day. And uh, so one day I get a text from her, and she goes, guess where I am. Now, she's been doing this program like two or three months, right? And I said, where? She goes, I'm in Georgia. Now guess where I am. And she sends me a picture of her in front of the PC doing the diamond symbol. <laughs> and she walked oh, into the place. She it. goes, and so she went to Garrett's beginner class. And she, she goes and, like, gloats to everybody. She's like, I know Pat. <laughs> she's like, she's like um, he said I got to come here because you guys are amazing. And she's like, I just want to let you know Pat's my friend. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That, that's so, and to me it was so cool because she just walks in out of nowhere. It's like, I take Pat's class, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. <laughs> you know? And, and um, you know, to be Real quick to to, to uh, go on that for a second. Um, that's yeah. where things differ. Is you could have just blown her up at the workout. You could have just gone through the motions, and and she'd be leaving there, you know, sore, limping her first time, not really. But you mm-hmm. took the time, and and now she's probably a lifer. She probably would have been a one and done if you went in there and just like didn't take the, uh, the time to be attentive and and run her through uh, her first workout being. Uh, without going in cold or anything like that, but you took the time and, and that's somebody who's going to come back. And that's what I love about the certification program. It gives you the opportunity to work with people and keep them coming back. It, yeah. And that's a, that's a thing that I think any certified instructor should like, cause most of our certified instructors are people who have had success with the program. It's always important to like, think back to like when you started and think of your trouble areas. Think of your, you know, the positions you had trouble getting into, um, the concepts like, you know, maybe dynamic resistance was challenging for you, and really work on, like, teaching that because guaranteed there's going to be other people who have that issue. There's going to be other people who don't know how to go into a lunge and come onto the ball of your toes and put that heel up in the air. And if you can, you know, get that down to, like, really demonstrate it because – and I know uh, I'm probably saying this and a lot of people already know this, but it's, ne- it's never your workout when you're teaching. It's always their workout. And you might be burning calories, but let's face it, like you, you want them to have the best workout possible. So if it takes you a while to explain something, that's okay. You know, if it takes you lowering to a knee when you don't even really need to because you believe, you know, somebody in a class may benefit from that, then you should do that. You know, um, I, I think that's the beauty of this workout, too, is the more you teach, the more you learn. Um, and that was like, so when I started teaching, it was November 17, right? And I was on the Performance Center stage in March of 2018. So that's what, like five months? I was scared out of my mind to do my first class on the PC stage, like, it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I just jumped into the really big water now. And uh, – <laughs> but it, it was, you know, it, it was kind of like you just had to stop second-guessing and go with it. And I remember um, when I got down there, Dallas helped me with working on um, workouts where we would record workouts and 
they would get sent to me and to Dallas and he'd be like, okay, here's feedback on the workout. And that was like, you know, the process to get on to the app was, uh, it was, it was my workouts, you know, I want, he wanted to make sure I understood certain things and, and also that I was the best I could be before I was on there, you know? And that was the, that was the coolest thing. And I remember it was like, we were doing all these workouts and I was like, you know, you get in your head and you say those negative things to yourself. I was like, man, I've been filming so many workouts and, you know, um, hopefully this is the one. And, and it was like, you know, I think it was like 10 or so workouts I had done. And then, uh, Dallas goes, Hey, if this one's good enough, it's going to go on the app. And I was like, I, I smiled and he goes, but all, but in all seriousness, you're pretty effing good. <laughs> it was like, he, he suddenly <laughs> just delivered that. And I was like, Man, I thought I sucked this whole time. <laughs> that's 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 really it, and it's helpful for you. It's helpful for him. And people don't understand that sometimes the certification process, you know, things get sent back to people with tweaks, and you should do this instead mm-hmm. of this. And you're like, man, I just filmed that workout. I thought that was the one. It's it's disappointing when you get that at first, but when you understand that they're doing this to make you better and to make oh, yeah. the, the product better. Uh, one time we were, I was doing a show and, and I was driving DDP around to a show in, in Massachusetts. And one of the boys came up to Dallas and said, Hey, will you watch my match? And he goes, I'll watch it. If you'll accept real feedback, not just to you know, blow and smoke up your ass. Yeah. And he's like, yep. yeah, because that does nothing for you. It does nothing for you to have somebody, if you're actually wanting to be good and competitive uh, and successful at it, just blowing smoke up your ass is not going to do anything for you. It's the critiques that if, if people listen, there's somebody who's been to the top of the business. He's a guy who knows how to get there. Those are great tips. And same thing with the certification stuff. If someone comes back and says, hey, don't do this, do this, 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 you know, their first instinct is to get, like, bummed out. But it's for everyone's benefit. You should thank them for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, that – that critique only makes you better. And that's, you know, um, as instructors at the PC, like we would, I would ask occasionally for, you know, I'd be like, gee, can you watch my class and give me feedback? You know, and that was, you know, something we would, or, uh, you know, if Hayden was in town, I'd be like, Hey, can you, you know, sit in and watch my class and just let me know. And I think those types of conversations with other instructors and, and, uh, and especially like the director, like that really lets you know, like, Hey, um, you know, this is, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. I remember one time, uh, and it was like, you know, when Dallas walks in the room and you're teaching, it's never not pressure. It's good pressure, but it's never (laughs) not pressure. And I remember I was teaching a sweating and swearing class and he came into, you know, into the, um, PC to get just like an ice pack or something. Cause he had taught a class like, uh, the five thirty class and I'm teaching a sweating and swearing class and he just starts watching and I'm like, oh, man, am I calling everything wrong for a second? <laughs> I'm just like, nope, <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going, dude. You're good. <laughs> um, uh, but he's like, you know, he gets up in front of the class, like right in between me and the class. And he goes, this is the kind of workouts you're going to need ice after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. I love um, it. In, in, I um, just so, just so I can get this in here too because uh, we got like 24 minutes left and I want you to tell the story. Your life drastically changed when I first knew you. You were a different person when I first you know started seeing your name popping up on Facebook and stuff. And, oh, and sure. you know they always say luck, 
luck is when uh, preparation meets opportunity, and, and you got yourself into a place where you were working hard trying to get as good as you can, and when that opportunity knocked, uh, you were able to, to take it. And, and your wife, uh, obviously, so gracious to let you go follow your dream and explore that. You know, most wives yeah. would not. And to see that that was that so important to see that you got married and you got a kid and, and you got a gig and it's like, you know, you could have just gone on that, you know, same road of Chinese food and video games, or, you know, till, till, till you die. But, you know, you really just made an effort to really just try to do as best as you can in life. And it paid off for you when you when you wanted it. So you went and explored the PC and, and, you know, it's time to go home. You know, you got a kid, you got a wife and stuff. Tell us that story and and was it hard, and, and what are you doing now uh, with your DDPY credentials? Uh, give us an update since then. Sure, yeah. So um, it was September in 18. I actually flew up here for a weekend and got married, and then my, my wife actually came down, spent a week down there with me. And, we you know, we kept this going kind of, um, as long as we could, like I, we didn't know because we, you know, we come from an environment where I have um, stepkids. So by, by law, you know, with the, with their, with her ex-husband and all, they have to remain in this state. So they can't just up and leave and move wherever they want. Um, so we kind of said, okay, well, we're going to live in these separate households for now. And it got to a point where, things were kind of escalating here with the, with this house and this house needed to transfer over from uh, her ex over to her and I. Um, and there was a whole bunch of stuff going on there, but we essentially, we had to buy this house and in order to buy the house, I had to, I couldn't live in another state to do it. So they said like, literally, if you want to buy this house, you got to live up here. And so we also, at that time, um, my wife's, we took in my wife's sister's son uh, as a foster due to an emergency, and I won't really get into the fine details, but he came from, you know, a, not the best upbringing. And uh, so now I had an, uh, a foster son at home, too. And so it was kind of, you know, it, it kind of put this feeling in the pit of my stomach because I knew, like, I did have to move back up here and I love, you know, and I absolutely love my family and I love what I do for, for DDPY. And so I had to, to, and of course me, I wanted to give like plenty of notice. So I actually talked to uh, Dallas and Steve and I said, look guys, like this is the scenario. And I, I really hate to do this to you guys, but I'm going to have to, you know, resign. And, uh, you know, the first thing Dallas told me, which, you know, speaks so much to his character, he's like, he's like, bro, don't feel bad about that. You know, like, he's like, you, you shouldn't feel bad about that. And, you know, um, we had a conversation and, uh, and conversations brewed as, as so I gave him like, uh, you know, two months worth of notice. Um, when I actually moved up here, the last, actually, I'll tell that real quick. So the last day at the PC, um, poor Garrett was out. Mm -hmm. I think he had pink eye or something like that. And I was also sick, <laughs> but there, you know, his class was like the big five thirty class and I didn't want to let anybody down. So I'm like, I'll, I'll teach it. I taught it with barely any voice. 
Um, and it was like one, but it, even with barely any voice, it was one of the loudest classes I ever had. And, you know, like, and I didn't know I was going to end up leaving that night. I thought I was going to be staying till the end of the week, but since we were all packed and ready to go, they just told us, you know, go and do your thing. So, um, we began to drive up the next day and the process to, uh, buy the house and all that took months. And <laughs> so they screwed up the process of closing my house, like to the point where it took, we started it in June and it went all the way till November. We signed the paperwork and no one told us for almost a month that they didn't send an attorney, um, an attorney for the paperwork. So in New York, it doesn't count. And that's, that's like their big job to do to close the place. And so wow. it was like, they, they were like, we're not sure if we can do that. The funds had been exchanged, everything. And they, they wouldn't pay off the, the old housing loan and all that. So um, I got on the phone with the company and I was just getting thrown around in circles. Right. And so I go, man, you know, I'm going to call up again. Um, I'm like, I didn't wait, you know, six months to be told no, because then, you know, then we got to look for alternative housing. And with all those kids, it's, you know, the stepkids, I, they love this house. They grew up here. So I'm like, we got to fight for this thing. So I called up and I got this guy on the phone and I told him what was going on. And he was like, that is absolutely ridiculous. So I talked to him and I said, look, I don't have a constant form of contact and I would need someone so I said, can you send me your email when you get off the phone as well so that I have your email and I have a direct line and I know your name? And he said, sure. So when you, uh, with this particular loan company, when you finish a call, it sends you like an automated, how did Mitch do or how did, you know, Trevor do or whatever. So it sent the email and it has a quote, right? And every person has a quote. And this guy's quote said, I love my wife. I love my kids, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And I said, <laughs> oh, my God, this guy's a wrestling fan, right? So I can work with that. I, so I, uh, I called him back up, and I left a message. I said, bro, I mean, I said, I, I don't know what you believe, but I said, I believe God hooked us up right now for a reason because uh, I, I saw you, you love Stone Cold Steve Austin or you quoted Steve Austin, which means you're a wrestling. I'm just leaving this on his message at his work. And I'm like – you're a wrestling fan. I said, I work for DDP. And I said, there's no way that this is just coincidence. And I hang up and it was super late at night. He calls me back. He goes, Hey, are you pulling my leg or do you really work for DDP? I said, bro, bring up your, your the loan forms. It shows my job on there. He goes, Oh my goodness. Really? I said, yeah, go to the <laughs> website and type in my name. And he goes, what? I go, ddpy.com. Go in there and type in my name in the search bar. He goes, okay. And the video comes up. And he goes, he goes to the guy in the next cubicle. He goes, dude, come over here. Check this out. This guy works for DDP that I'm on the phone with right now. Diamond Dallas Page. He does the, the bang thing right over the phone. <laughs> and uh, he's like, he, he's marking out, brother. <laughs> and uh, so he goes, you know what? He goes, I was going to take on your case anyway, and I was going to help you, but he goes, now I got it, dude. And so, you know, I, <laughs> so I spent time talking to him about the app and, you know, told him, Hey, let's, you know, let's, you know, get you started on an account. Let's, you know, I'll show you how things work. And 
you know, you get seven free day trial, try it out and see what you think and call me if you have any questions. He goes, all right. He's like, I said, but I need you to call me with an update on the house every day. And he did for a month, but every time he would go, Hey, it's me calling. I'm on a recorded line and there's no update today, but can we talk wrestling for five minutes? Like, Absolutely dude. And sure enough, he called me right before the end of the year. And he goes, uh, Pat, I've got some really unfortunate news. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this house process has been going on for over half a year. What? And he goes, well, this is the last time we'll be talking because uh, your loan's officially closed. Congratulations. And he, he worked everything through. And then so I went online right away, and I was like, I, I found this dude's address because I'm good like that. And uh, I bought him two cases of uh, Jericho's <laughs> A Little Bit of the Bubbly and just sent it to his house <laughs> as a thank you. Uh, oh, um, wow. But it was, awesome. it was in, insanity. I still haven't told Dallas that story. I got, I, I got to tell him that eventually. Because um, <laughs> it was just you like unbelievable. You dropped the right name. You dropped the right name yeah. and see where it gets you. Like, I've been telling the girl down the street at the restaurant I go to that I'm Oprah Winfrey's son, but that hasn't gotten me anything. I guess i got to, you know, <laughs> oh, find man. a better name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Go go for, you know, go for like late 90s wrestling names and and you'll get it. Trust me. Alex um, <laughs> that, that that might that your results may vary, I got to be honest. Um but yeah. So so then it's uh it kind of I started working for, you know, customer support and helping out, you know, kind of more behind the scenes with DDPY. And uh, when I was doing that, I ended up also asking, like, hey, is there anything else I can pick up and I can do because I really want to, you know, do more. So I started doing a lot of work with the social media. So a lot of the DDPY social media and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's so cool because I've seen so many people's transformations through there, and I can talk to people and reach people through there, um, you know, like, then it, it became uh, if you're if people enter the unstoppable contest, um, I'm in that Facebook group and I'm interacting with you all the time. Um, so that became another thing that I started doing was, you know, I've had this transformation and, and gosh, Mike, next year it'll be a decade of DDPY for me. Like, how crazy is that? Like, yeah, that's so. Nonsense. And what we're doing that's really cool with the Unstoppable Challenge, which if you haven't entered the Unstoppable Challenge this year, um, when it comes up for 22, which at this point I believe we're definitely doing a Positively Unstoppable for the next one, I would say go ahead and enter it because this group is all about accountability, right? And it's also all about the people who are having the changes now. And I'll pose questions that really make you think about your transformation and really kind of get cerebral a bit about like um, n- not just non-scale victories and weight loss, but like how this changes you as a person, how this changes your thought process, where it made you stronger. And, and, and I think that's a great um, value to being a part of this challenge is I'm essentially helping you develop like what, what does your story mean? You know, like what, what other things are you realizing in your life? I, because Positively unstoppable, it's about, you know, that mentality change, right? It's about developing those habits. And 
my, and the most powerful thing I can help out with and I can lend forward is helping people understand that transformation and stick with it. Like that's, that's what I want to do for people is help you stick with it. Like it, it's changed my life dramatically and not just, not just weight, not just, um, you know, pain, but it's changed the way I think it's changed the way that I interpret things. It's changed the way that I interact with people. It's changed, you know, someone who was always very shy and kind of standoffish. Well, now you can't shut me up. It's been almost an hour and I haven't shut up the whole time. (laughs) My voice is shot. So I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's the, (laughs) it's the confidence that DDPY gives you. I remember Dallas asked me one time we did, um, it was like this DDPY infomercial thing that we did at the PC. And he asked me on, on the stage as we were live on Facebook, I had no idea what he was going to ask. And he goes, you know, what, what did DDPY do for you? And, you know, he goes, it's obviously the weight loss and, and, you know, but I was like, it's confidence. Like that's what it did for me. It gave me confidence not to put up with things that I didn't want to put up with, you know, it gave me the confidence to leave things that were um, not serving my life at that point. And it gave me even more confidence to pursue things that I thought were impossible. And then I learned like, if you work, you work your tail off, nothing's impossible. You know, I think it was, you know, I'm sorry. I just, before I forget this, I think one of the most amazing things that, you know, many people have found through doing DDPY is they come to the program and they have lost um, a sense of themselves and Mm -hmm. they don't know if they're worth um, or what they're worth really at the beginning. I mean, you, you just don't know if you're worth the effort or whatever the case may be. I think one of the most amazing, yeah, I think one of the most amazing things is watching that progression to people finding their worth that they thought that they had lost, but they had it all along. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing. And I mean, I, I'm kind of on the outskirts looking in at a lot of the things that go on around, you know, my corner of the world in DDPY. And um, you are so instrumental in so many people's stories. I mean, I don't know what the world would ever do without you. Oh, oh, that, that hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's a good thing. Um no, I, I, I really appreciate that, but it's, it's a pleasure. And, you know, like I, I tell people all the time, like it's a, it's not just a pleasure. It's an honor to be able to reach out and talk to people, especially when they're first starting to. And what I've noticed now too, it's, it's like, I'll reach out to people randomly all the time and they go like, but you're like a guy who works for DDPY. I'm like, yeah. And I'm just seeing how you're doing. How's the workouts going? You know, like, I reach out to people randomly all the time. And it, it's, I think that's part of what Dallas imparted to me, you know, how he reaches out to people and he calls people and, you know, and it's like, if we all do that and we all take the time to lift each other up, like this community over the last 
decade, uh, last 12, 15 years, whatever that is at this point. Like, Mike, you've been here for the ride. Crystal, you've been here for the ride. How much has this thing grown? Yep. Like, oh, oh, crazy. It's, it's insane. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, like, to see where it came from, from, like, you know, uh, <laughs> the the DDPY OGs or old timers or whatever we call ourselves at this point, um, to, to what's going on now, like, I've seen generations of DDPY stories happen. And it's so cool. Like, you know, just when you get – just when one story, you know, we, we see a video for, like, let's say Vance, and then, you know, then Justin Dobbins is hot on the heels. It just – it keeps going. And that's what I love about it is, like, the inspiration never stops. And I still get people who – they'll see videos done from several years ago. Like they'll see Jared or Arthur or Stacy's story. And that's what motivates them. But then there's newer people who come in and they see candy or Justin or, or anybody else's story. And there's so the motivation just never ends because there's always like, I was going through the DDPY YouTube and all the videos that are on the Facebook today. Like there is just so much there. Like, and what I started doing lately is taking screen caps of those videos and distributing them that way. And it tells like a picture story. And even those are hitting people like, and it's just going, yeah, I relate to that. I relate to that person or yeah, like that's me, you know, and people grab onto that. And that's when they decide, well, if they did it, I could do it, you know? Yeah. And that to no, me, that's so powerful. And I, I never, like it's one, it's that age old saying of like, you never work a day in your life. If you love what you do, I, I feel like, don't get me wrong. I, I make sure I work and I put in a lot of work, but it, it, it's so rewarding and so fulfilling that it doesn't really feel like work at the end of the day. Amen. It, well, well said, you know, like, you, you touched upon something right there and then, and then we'll wrap it up, but I want to bring it up. You, you mentioned the waves of people, um, 11 mm-hmm. years ago when I'm, when I'm here, I got a call like a nine 30 at night and it was a DDP saying, Mikey, we just dropped this, uh, this video. I want you to send it out. I want this thing to go viral. And I click on it. I was like number three view of the Arthur video. And I, and I, and oh, I saw that blow up and then, you know, we get the next, there's so many people and you can almost bookmark where someone came in by wh- what video they kind of, uh, reference when they started. Yep. And yep. I always say, you know, DDP's the, the, the star of the show. He's the guy, he's the, he's the, he, he can, he's master at what he does. But once you're in, you start becoming inspired by the people that came before you. And I always said that there's an, uh, once you master DDPY, or not master it, you can never master it, but once you really start getting the hang of things, it's your duty to pay that success forward and kind of reach oh, out yeah. to people that are new. And I think that's the cycle that's perpetuated such growth, uh, you know, almost as much as anything, is there's such a wealth of people willing to sit there and say, great job, or, hey, maybe you should do this, or encouragement. And you can put on a million infomercials and nothing will sell a product more than somebody you know and respect being successful at it. You're going to ask, how did you do it? What did you do? Does that really work? And there's so many great success stories that it's almost unbelievable. You know, we only put, there's only so many you can put on a, on a flyer or a website, but when you look past that, there's a 
thousands of people who have transformed their lives. And I'm grateful it, to have you in, 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 around for so long, Pat. And, you know, there's been times when I've been up and I've been down and stuff. And, you know, you look to people who you relate to. And I'm, I'm a fat wrestling fan from the Northeast. And, <laughs> I, you know, you had been through, you had been through that too. So we see things in each other. Yep. And, and even though you don't talk to somebody, you're inspired. And, and I always say no matter how much I ever tried if I ever wanted to disassociate from DDPY, I couldn't because there's so much of nope. that in the community in me we're, that I see on a daily basis that keeps me going. We're the, uh, we're the former fat wrestling fans who have had clerks and mall rats on three different types of uh, video or DVD <laughs> at this point. Uh, there's probably more of us than you think in the than that community. <laughs> You know, we 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 got a lot of wrestling fans, and and it's awesome, and it's 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 so good to have you here. It's good that you're, you know, you're doing so awesome. I'm proud of you, man. I, I've seen you grow so much in the past ten years, and it's crazy to think that I've spent almost a quarter of my life with all you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we, we were way too complimentary. You know, I had to bury you at some point. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, it's, it's nothing without a good burial. Um, the the work you guys do here and, and reaching out to these people and getting them on to tell their stories every week. Like I have people message me all the time and go, were you able to listen to my DDP radio? Were you able to listen to my DDP radio yet? And I, and then I go and I listen to it. Um, and the thing is like this, this show means so much to the community and to be on here. So I'm honored that you guys had me on again. I'm probably hogging up somebody else's time, <laughs> but um, nope. but I'm super honored, and I think you guys should give yourselves a round of applause for everything you do for the community and just how much being on this show and sharing people's story means to them. Oh, I appreciate so that, awesome. man. And we're, we're grateful to have you on with us again. And uh, continued success, brother, you know. Uh, hope to talk to you in another year Absolutely. or two and another update and things are uh, all up from here. So we appreciate you, man. Upward and onward, brother. Uh, <laughs> LLMC should be the gimmick. You should wear a Kangol hat and, like, you know, some old school Adidas stuff. And LLMC, Good I Lord. like that. Um, <laughs> all right. Crystal, thank you so much for, for yeah. setting all this up. You're so awesome at all this stuff. And I need you to send us out with a quote that's going to really just launch us into next week. Okay, so I have to be honest is when I came across this quote, I automatically um, kind of thought of Pat, and it just um, it just makes me try and always a little bit harder. So this one's for Pat McDermott. So winners are not people who never fail, but they're people who never quit. Ooh, ooh, good one, man. That- that's great. Yeah, and there's you. so many people in this community who have had ups and downs and have stuck it out. And I love that because as long as you're still showing up, as long as you're still here, it's always another chance to turn it around. So that's a great quote. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Um, awesome episode. Come on, get motivated, do your DDPY, own your life, all that fun stuff. And I didn't think of a better outro, so I'm just going to say so long. <laughs> See you guys next week. Check this yeah. today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh, oh, diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond Cutter out of the power bomb.
we're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life.